Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Welcome back to 32 Fans. I'm Alex Chester. With me, as always, is Wheels Wienerker. Wheels, how's it rolling? It's rolling great. I'm excited to uh, to be here. I feel like I've done like 15 podcasts this weekend, but this is my this is, you know one of my one of my true loves. I'd say this one more than the Glee podcast I guessed it on. <laughs> yeah. Can I complain to you about a, a stupid ass deer that I had to? Oh please, with yes, yeah, yeah. This is like a random potpourri episode, so please complain okay, about a deer. Yeah, so I've I've mentioned the deer in my neighborhood before. Uh, before the beer tournament, when I, I spilled a bunch of beer, that was because I was yelling. Should at we deer. do a deer tournament where we rank like the thirty-two most annoying deer? Blitzer, uh, all the deer are annoying. I hate Vixen. them all. They shit all over my yard. They eat our plants. They scare my children. Who knew there were so many deer in like Jersey? It's crazy. I grew up in Minneapolis, in a suburb of Minneapolis. I saw deer maybe twice in my life. Never saw a deer growing up. Here, I, mean, I live when like I went two to and a half camp. miles from the George Washington Bridge from, from, from Manhattan, New York City, and you see deer every day. So on Saturday, we were uh, you know, somewhat violating uh, quarantine. We're s- sort of uh, slowly... Uh, what were you doing? You guys were, took it so seriously. What were you guys doing that's violating? We had two other friends in the yard, and so it was sort of six adults sitting there, and then a bunch of kids running around on the grass. Okay. We're, we're with other people who are also being pretty strict. Were you we're wearing masks? A little bit. No, but we weren't. You know, we weren't like on top of each other. I mean, the kids were all on top of each other, but whatever. Yeah. So the, the kids, guys, if Corona comes back, you know who to blame. The Chester's. Yeah, yeah. If I um, I was walking from like the the backyard to the front yard. The front yard is actually our backyard because we don't really have a backyard. We have most of our front yards. So we're hanging out in the front yard, but it's really more. Like, anyways, so I was walking from the back of the house to the front of the house, and I see a deer. And the deer sees me and turns around and starts running away from me and starts running towards the front yard where there's five adults and, like, 12 kids, right? Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, oh, this will be good because we were actually just, at, like, an hour earlier, another deer had been chased by these two dogs and there had been, like, a whole chase going on, like, right, like, that everybody had been watching. So I'm like, oh, now there's a deer actually in our property, so this will be entertaining to the kids and the adults and stuff. And one of these couples just moved in, so they're new to the deer experience. And so I'm like, oh, this will be cute. And so I see the deer sort of run away from me and make a right, and then it sees all the people. And so it freaks out because there's all those people there, and it turns and makes a left where our driveway is, but we have a gate, which is usually open but happened to be closed now because we don't want the kids running into the street. And so this deer looks at the gate and just charges into the gate and, like, smashes the metal, like, you know, it has vertical metal black poles, which I guess to the deer look like prison poles. It smashes its head in between two of them, and it gets its head stuck in the gate. Now its head is stuck in the gate. I'm like, oh, geez, I'm going to have to, like, somehow get this thing's head out of the gate while it's kicking and going crazy. But it got its head out of the gate himself. Like, it pulled all the way back and went back and forth and, like, smashed. Basically, make a long story short, it smashed its way through the gate, broke the gate off, like, the hinges off of the fence. So it it broke my whole gate, basically. Uh, Yeah, you're going to send the deer bill? Yeah, so uh, my eras kept saying it's not fair that we have to spend money because of a deer. <laughs> Listen, tell them life's not fair. Yeah, it's really not. So, um, yeah, these are the uh, first world problems. So, um, yeah, so but I actually so I t- I took I took all the hinges off today and I sort of hammered them flat again and I reused the same hinges. So they're not, you know, th- they're a little wobbly, but it works for now. I don't have to buy anything new yet, which is good because on Sundays everything's closed in uh, in in Bergen County, so I couldn't buy anything if I wanted the blue to. Lulas. Yeah, so these deer, these deer, they, they shit all over my yard. They scare my children. They they eat my plants, and now they're breaking my gate. So I'm really, I've really had enough of these things. How do you get? How do you like? Is there a deer repellent? 
Yeah, so you spray this. It's like I think it's fox urine or something. I, I, you do. It does work. The problem is you got to do it like every two weeks. Mm-hmm. So walking around my property spraying piss everywhere every two weeks is not like the most exciting activity. Ah, the joys of home ownership. Yeah. By the way, starting a podcast with ten minutes complaining about this probably not the most exciting thing for most of our listeners. No, either. I think people like this. People like this story. People like hearing angry. Well, so, so you said we got to do a podcast now, and I said about what. Because mm-hmm. we have like we have Rob two podcasts on to now. do a game, and we have Clarence coming on to give people nicknames. Like, Hopefully, no, 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 I don't Clarence. Have any of those Clarence doesn't even know this that is happening, but yes. Oh, we haven't spoken to Clarence yet. Okay, so that's not happening today. So what is happening today? So right now we're going to talk about some random stuff. I wanted to talk about TV, uh, what's going on in the sports world, uh, your dear problem, and then we'll for the Patreon episode we'll do um, with a major Survivor update. Yeah. So, yeah, we got to finish uh, Token Sheens, and then I also finished an entire other season of Survivor. Yeah, so we'll talk, we'll talk about well, that on the... Before uh, we... And then I got yeah, another even, season to start. Yeah, so we're, yeah, now we're going a little out of order. Anyway. Yeah, but we're uh, not discussing Survivor on this feed. No, 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 no. So, um, yeah. all right, yes or no, will there be a baseball season? Um, I was a definite no. Now I'd say I'm like... 40% yes. I think the players are going to cave. How many games do you think? <laughs> I mean, it'll be like 70 or something like that. I don't know. Would you be it's fine with a 70 game so season? Diff- you have so many different constituencies of players, right? Sure. The rich players have no incentive to play if they're making a quarter of their money for half yeah, the season. Yeah, making 20% of your money. You risk Especially the pitchers. You can't Especially see your the pitchers. Yeah. Yeah, there's really no upside here. Yeah, the guy's making 400 k going to take at least a month to start because starting pitchers have to get back into shape. So. Yeah. Baseball should almost, like, start now. And it's like, all right, if we don't find the deal, we don't find the deal. But they should almost, like, start getting ready now just in case. Yeah, you should start getting ready now as if you're going to have a season. Yeah, you're yeah. right. Um, be- because but, um, uh, basketball, honestly, yeah. is taking too long to come back. I think basketball could be back by, like, July 15th or 20th. I'm surprised they're not starting till like, the 30th. I think basketball should get the heck out of there before football really gets going. Yeah, I, they they could start earlier. They could be owning this time. I agree. And ha- and I, I mean, Kyrie, are you pro Kyrie saying let's not play when he isn't playing anyway? <laughs> yeah, so it's it's you know I, you're not a game of zones watcher, but this exact same thing happened in Game of Zones, mm-hmm. where Kyrie doesn't get picked to play in the in sort of the finale performance that they're having the game, and so he collects all the other malcontents. You know, Russell Westbrook and Carmelo Anthony, all the other guys, and he, like, basically causes havoc. And so that – now, he's clouding it behind a veneer of social justice, like a good cause, although if you actually read some of the excerpts from that Zoom call he had with the other players, he's completely off his rocker. Well, so. he's a crazy person who is, an, who is uh, a flat earther, so. But he's a yeah. crazy person who, for some reason, other people follow and listen to. I mean, they he, he what's he, the vice president of the, of the Players Association? Oh, I didn't know that. Is he? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's number no. two. He's like no, the number he, second most powerful player. I, I mean, everybody must hate him in Boston. Everybody certainly hates him in Cleveland. So I don't. Know yeah. Well, imagine LeBron, who's trying to win a ring, like seeing that quote and just losing it. Well, that's and, why I, did you say? And Dwight is supposedly yeah, on the same yeah, side. Yeah, Kyrie's just trying to prevent a season because he has won another LeBron ring. Yeah, I, 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 it is crazy that a guy who's not playing has any say. He's like, what if I want to be there? It's like, well, you can't be there. Yeah, but the the, the, the risk uh, to, to Vegas of Durant and Kyrie coming back, the Nets championship odds dropped from like 300 to 1 to like 50 to 1. Is there any chance? Is Durant going to play or do we know if he's going to no, play? he's not, but they can't. They ha- they ha- Vegas cannot make a bet with that 100% certainty because, you know, the 1 in 100 chance is just not worth it. Um, but he's not going to. He's definitely, he said he's not coming back? I thought, I think the Nets said so. That would be fun. Somebody said he definitely wasn't, but Vegas is acting as if he might anyway. Um, or maybe they're acting like just there's you know so many guys will end up not playing that anybody could win. Yeah. All right. So what else are we discussing here? All right. Let's talk about Dave. So I haven't watched any shows because I've been watching old football games for oh, my football I told you, thing. You had to watch Dave. You said I wa- I should watch Dave. I wasn't super interested. I I kept every week. I kept seeing like the logo for the most recent episode on streaming sites, and I. I the logo is like somebody like another person coming out of Dave's uh, zipper of his fly, and I was like, all right, what is this? I had no idea what it was. I watched it with zero knowledge of what Dave was. Yeah, I didn't, you didn't know he was a real guy, did you? I didn't know he was a real guy until yeah. I had heard of little little Dicky, but I didn't realize he was a real guy until after I finished the series. Yeah, have you now got or the season? Have you now gone and watched a bunch of his uh, music videos also? Uh, well, I had actually seen the one with Kendall Jenner. 
I had seen that, that one without knowing who he was. That one had like 500 million views or something. Yeah, that's like why. That. I had just had seen yeah. it by accident. Um, but I didn't know anything about him. I honestly thought uh, we're going to we'll try and do spoiler free here. But if you think we can't, then uh, you could skip ahead a couple minutes. I, I thought that like there would be a lot of music from the show to go with it, but there's really none. I don't know if that's because of quarantine, but there was really no music to go with the show. There's not like a soundtrack or anything of his songs on the show. So I mean, he does. You mean he doesn't have music videos of the things that he's rapping on the show, or any sort of music, any sort of any sort of like formal thing. Yeah, he well because this is yeah because he's sort of separating his real life and the show life, even though it's you know obviously very biographical. Um, some they got some really good cameos. Um, again, I guess fast forward if you don't want to hear. Uh, Justin Bieber has like a cameo. Uh, oh, Courtney, in the show you're saying. Courtney Kardashian has a really good cameo in the show. Yeah, you know what? I really liked her, honestly. Yeah, she was very likable. I could see why she did it. So Scooter Braun is an executive producer. The executive, like the producers on the show are pretty well. I think Kevin Hart has one. Uh, yeah. Scooter Braun. Uh, well, so of, my wife made a point. Uh, there's not a single female involved in the show in any way. Producer, writer, director. Oh, interesting. Uh, and, now, you'd and, think a show about a Jewish rapper might not, might not have like... Um, a lot of people of color working on it, but I do think like a lot of the cast and I, I didn't really look up the writers, but I would have to guess that they're, you know, certainly for a show about hip hop with a lot of black stars, co-stars, like there was, there were like African-American voices in the writer's room. Do you know? I, I don't but know I, who the writers are, but I, I, I did check to see if there was any women. So because that my wife's issue with the show was I wanted Did her you to watch, watch all 10 episodes with you? No, she watched one episode, was not interested, and then there was another episode I thought, for a particular reason, would appeal to her, so I asked her to watch another episode. She did. She laughed repeatedly the whole the time. The one where she sings about having some... Oh, that's all of them. Okay. Which one? Um, basically, she said... Her issue was, she said she just... You know, it's very clear to her that there's no female perspective on this show, and the female characters are, like, male ideals of how female characters act. Was True, opinion. yeah. So his girlfriend on the show... I mean, by the end, he, uh, you know, maybe he's at a different point in his career. But at the beginning, like, that woman would never speak to him, right? His girlfriend. Yeah, I mean, she's a teacher, but she's, she's a teacher, right? She's she, not but still, doesn't have a job. She, yeah. yeah, but you know what? She could, like, she could be married to, like, a CEO. She's incredibly attractive. Like, the, you know, at a certain point. you. But even in real life, she's like a random actress with, you know, 200 followers on Twitter. And he's a little dicky, so. Um, like, she's not a name actress is what I'm saying. She's not a name actress. I'm yeah. sure she got paid fifty dollars on it by FXX to do this series to like try and become yeah, but, famous. Yeah, but anyways, so it's it's just it's a very very funny show. It's a the very only two women show. who appear really more. I mean, I guess the moms in a couple, but other than that, are uh, his girlfriend and and her uh, roommate and her roommate. Yeah, who, who's a decent character but doesn't appear a lot. And even the girlfriend is, is the, the, the show does not pass the Bechdel test. No, sure. oh no, um, no. Do it they talk to each other? Oh, yeah, for that. Oh, you know, do they even talk to each other about a man? No, yeah, they do. Yeah, they have scenes just where they, in talk, the they talk about their sex life. And oh, and, but that's just in, like, the first or second episode. I don't think they ever speak after that. Who the, and the she kids. never... The, the, two, the two roommates. And I don't think she ever speaks to her sister without him uh, or her mom. So I don't think it even passes, like, the mini Bechtel test of, like, a woman talking to a woman after the second episode. And the girlfriend is not in, like, a lot of the later episodes. Like, she's really... She literally doesn't appear in the final episode. Like, if this show comes back, is the girlfriend going to be... You're going to have to write spoilers for the Dave talk at the, on the podcast. Is the girlfriend going to well, be in season two? Spoilers yet. I'm doing it now. Is the girlfriend going to be in the second season if they bring it back? Oh, because she gets killed by a dragon, you're saying, at the end of the first season? She doesn't get killed by a dragon. Well, uh, <laughs> so what spoilers are you worried about? Like, because she didn't appear... I would assume she... Well, they broke up. She... Oh, they did? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, they did. Yeah, that's true. Sorry, I saw this a few days ago. Um, oh, so that was a spoiler, I guess. Yeah. Um, it didn't seem like a permanent breakup. It seemed like, you know. But she's not even in the last, she's not even in the last episode. I do, I mean, that last scene is great. The whole last episode is really amazing. Right? It starts yeah. with a 10-minute music video. Yeah. And then, and then ba it's basically two scenes. It's an it absurd that. video. It's, it's insane. It's completely <laughs> insane. I, but everything but he does is insane. I also think, whole, like, a more serious, show. like, it's crazy that they don't have, like, the rest of that online somewhere. You know? Like, yeah. I feel like a lot of shows would have done that. Uh, well, that, that's why, yeah, that's why I was going through all of his uh, YouTube videos because they're, they're all amazing. Yeah, and he does have like I don't know if if like he he raps about his own like genitalia in general, but like they do do this like the low his like sort of 
uh, not a logo, not a slogan, but like their sign is like him holding up his fingers as if like, you know, he's a small wiener, a little dicky. Yeah. Like even in his real concert, not not the rapper, a little dicky. Yeah. Yeah, I got it. Um, and he, yeah, right. And that's the shtick of the beginning that he has like. Yeah. A now we're, we're really, if you if you don't if you haven't already seen the show, we're not selling the show. All right, so sell the show. Sell the show. You just gotta watch it. You just gotta. You just have to watch it. You'll really like it. it. Yeah. If you're, if you have any interest, how do you think compares to Atlanta? I I mean, they're very different shows. Obviously. Mm Hmm. Uh, I like it much more. Yeah. Um. I honestly, I I think that everything that Childish Gambino does slash Daniel Glover, Donald Glover, excuse me, is mm -hmm. a little bit overrated. Having said that, This Is America has become like the TikTok background music to every single video related to, you know, protests and looting and everything else going mm-hmm. on. Yeah. So uh, he has certainly uh, he's certainly been uh, very played in the last couple of months. So I'll give him credit for that. But I've never I've never been a huge fan of anything he does, honestly. It's funny. My, my wife f- was obsessed with this is, with This Is America. And I didn't understand it at the time. My um, my favorite podcast, Hollywood Handbook. He was like just a writer in the writer's room with Sean, one of the two co-hosts. So he's like the third episode is just like Donald Glover. You know, and now obviously they could never oh. get him, and he probably doesn't return their phone calls. But he was literally yeah. just like, "What is one he of the, now? What is Donald Glover? I don't know. He's, he's probably working on more music. Like two years. Yeah, I mean, he. Uh, yeah, I'm sure this is America made him a trillion dollars. Like he probably doesn't have to work. Okay. Um. Yeah. So I like Dave. Any other TV shows that you could recommend? Now that you're one for one this summer with hits, what else would you recommend yeah, no, to people? I, um. So I mean, I so I have my ranking of the top. Like twenty five shows that I've seen this year so yeah, far. Yes, so you could do that. You want me to do you have any? Yes, yeah, uh, yeah, so while you get that ready, do you have any uh, interest in, in seeing Sosa and McGuire tonight? The Sosa and McGuire documentary. Yes, I. Uh, I have th- thirty for thirty has been really good this season. Yeah, it excellent. started with it started with the highest profile one, obviously, which was the Last Dance, which has been the least good one. That's not even a thirty for thirty, though. I don't think. But it, that but it, they did that, and then they went from that straight into Lance, and then they went from Lance into. Um, who was it last week again? Oh, I don't uh, remember. Oh, Bruce Lee. The Bruce Lee one, I was not a fan of. I didn't I forced my wife to watch that. I said, listen, this is going to be really, really good. And we watched it. It was so bad. And I kept saying, no, no, no keep watching, keep watching, keep I'm watching. I'm not sure McGuire's so sad. I mean, I haven't seen the reviews. I'm not sure it's going to be good either. Like, they're really just, I think what they're doing is they're burning off all their stuff. Like, Jordan, they, you know, were excited. Well, they're not going to be good. Like, The Last Dance wasn't good. Let's be honest. We all just liked it because it was... It gave us nostalgia. But that's what I'm saying. But that was and, that was going to be a major also nostalgia. Also, I don't expect to learn a lot of new stuff. But that was that was supposed to be a major like thing on their schedule. These things were filler, like you know, night after the All Star Game type stuff in a normal year where they're just now they're just front loading everything. The Lance one was Lance was very good. I thought they're all like they were all like pushed up just to like give us some content. Whether they were okay. good or not has no bearing. It's just it's just that they're ready. You know what I mean. If they yeah. had another documentary tomorrow, whether it was an A plus or a D minus, they're going to show it. Okay. All right. So yeah, give me your top uh, TV shows of the year. Okay, so let's start at the bottom. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm only counting. I'm shows excited for I've the seen. Family Guy. I hope Family Guy is on this list. That's what everyone's rooting for. Oh, <laughs> no! I quit Family Guy in America that a while ago. Sorry. Sorry to break your right. people. Um, I um, I only have shows on this list if I've watched them in their entirety. Yeah. So seasons that are still... That's an Akiva rule also. Yeah, so if there's still like one episode left or whatever, or two episodes left, or if it's in the middle of the season, something like that. I just finished Rami last night. Are you a Rami watcher? What's Rami? Oh, okay, so we'll get to that in a second. Um, All right, so let's start at the bottom. Uh, The least good show that I finished this year was Brockmire. Okay, I watched the first season of Brockmire. But I had yeah, no desire. I, to I was really it. into Brock Meyer. I've always liked Hank Azaria. The topic was good. He had lots of funny cameos. It was a very funny show. Then it went into dark places about depression and, and uh, substance abuse. But it, it did it in a really good way. This last season, it did the same thing that um, that Parks and Rec did. Where it went. I they were going to say Game like, of Thrones. It had a war. No, it went into the, the future like five years or whatever. It was like in the year twenty thirty, I think actually. So ten years. Mm-hmm. And I never like when shows do this, especially comedies. The way that they interpret technology is sort of lazy and half-assed and like either you got to do that all the way or part of the way and it was just you know the political statements we're trying to make about you know how america is going to hell and i get all that but i don't know it, so brock meyer sucked um but i watched it all the way through space force next on my list uh space force everybody said sucked 
And then a couple I of said it sucked. You're like, no, I heard it was great. It was like, well, no, yeah, it so got I like asked, so what happened ab- is, is, abysmal is, reviews. You asked your dumbest people, friend. I heard probably. people who were liking it among my friends, and then you and Rob mentioned in the in passing on Renap about how bad it was. And, and then I asked you guys in a chat. I'm like, oh, oh I didn't see it. it. I didn't see it. It, 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 it. I like it got such bad reviews that why I mean, would the I cast is it? amazing. It's like every good comedian, but mm-hmm. it's it the way it portrays like the military is, you know, like as I said, like no one involved in the writing of of Dave has ever, you know had female genitalia no one involved in the writing of space force has had any involvement in the military and it's very obvious like four-star generals like the 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 joint chiefs of staff are all incredibly brilliant incredibly intellectual like really really impressive people whether you agree or disagree with them leaving that aside they're impressive people on this show they're like stereotypes of what like of what like a, a cadet like a private would be like marching through like just they're complete morons mm. and um so I thought it was very lazy. Um, I didn't like Space Force. It has uh, your beloved John Malkovich in it, though. Am I? Is John Malkovich my beloved? I mean, I oh, like is him. Is he one of the guys you hate, along with? Uh, oh no, I like Malkovich. I like Malkovich. No, he's not on my hate list. Oh, he's not on your. I'm pro Malkovich. Okay, so Space Force. Uh, you can skip Space Force. Uh, next on my list is McMillions. That was one. You were so obsessed with the long read at the time. You're like, oh, this is gonna be amazing when it comes on to TV. And eventually. I didn't even watch it. And I, at the time, was sort of underwhelmed by the long read, and I was even more underwhelmed by the doc. It it just it tried to stretch like it felt like it was a two hour story, right? That's what people were saying. Yeah, it had too many of the type of characters which a lot of documentaries and reality TV shows have of the people who are clearly trying to like go viral and like turn this yeah, into their career. Totally. And so, in, in really hindsight, that started with the. Um, I think it started with the Firefest blowjob guy. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. That guy for sure. He went crazy, and everybody wants to be him. Yeah, I agree. So McMillions, I did not like that much. Uh, the Killer Inside, The Mind of Aaron Hernandez, was a documentary I saw on Netflix series. It's um, it, if you knew the whole Aaron Hernandez story, it adds nothing to it. I didn't know every part of it, so there was stuff I didn't know, and so I found it interesting from that perspective. But it was it was sort of a very paid. Another document. example, right? The quarterback there is like the another example of like trying to get famous. Yeah, he plays things. himself off as if he was like Hernandez's boyfriend and best friend, mm-hmm. and there's like no other evidence to that other than him. So, right. Uh, the next doc on this list, uh, documentary series, is is the Hillary documentary series on Hulu. Oh, I didn't even know it existed. Yeah, so uh, I heard from some people who are not Hillary fans that they liked it, and so I thought, okay. Um, I'll watch it then because if even the non-Hillary fans like it, and well, the non-Hillary fans then, you know, just hate her. Like the people who don't like Hillary, loathe her. Nobody's like lukewarm. But that's what I'm saying. But people who don't like Hillary still tell me they like this documentary. Yeah, but maybe it was anti-Hillary, which you wouldn't. No, it's not. I mean, any documentary that the that the person is participating in isn't gonna be that. I didn't know she participated then for sure. Yeah, no, it's a Hillary. It's a Hillary documentary. So So there's no Epstein references. Uh, I don't believe so. If she but also, it was, it was produced before the Epstein thing became a thing. But anyways, mm-hmm. um, oh, it's it, it, said, it said nothing new about her. You know, yeah, it was the fact that she's not the president, that this clown is the president is, you know, shocking, but it's shocking every day. But there was nothing very new about that. So mm-hmm. these are all shows you can skip. Modern Family, next on my list. Modern Family is the only one left I have of these legacy shows I just watched from the very beginning. I watch every episode of it. Uh, I'm glad it's done because it was coasting for the last several years. Can we talk about the losers? Speaking of Hillary, there's really nothing to do with Hillary. Uh, can we talk about the losers who are like, I'm not going to watch sports if the players protest. Since it's a sports show, can I explain something? Who are these people? Like if ben you Shapiro, like Ben Shapiro, if you love the NFL, if Roger Goodell came into my house right now, kidnapped three of my four children, I would 100% still watch the NFL in September. 100%. Yeah. I wouldn't even have to think about it. And if they showed yeah. him on screen, like I wouldn't be happy, but I wouldn't even turn away. Like it, if you like, if you love football. The, no player's politics would ever make you change. That's insane. So congratulations. Yeah. The, fourth, the, the, the person who cares fourth least in the world about the NFL is not going to watch. And by the way, Ben Shapiro's rant, I don't know if you saw his like two-minute rant on Twitter with Clay Travis about not watching this year, where he yeah. like had to unsubscribe from Sports Illustrated when they named uh, Caitlyn Jenner, um, like a, gave her some sort of award. Yeah. Um, the... Uh, that Hero, story yeah. that story was literally I had to stop watching ESPN two years ago. The exact same story, except it was about ESPN, not Sports Illustrated. I'd like to see Sports Illustrated should have come who has done nothing right for the last like five years, should have come back with like actually you were never a subscriber. How awesome would that have been? <laughs> like this story is like uh or you never canceled. Like how great would that be? They yeah. I, I would like they would gain subscribers if they did that. Yeah. So funny. it's like it's it's people who don't care wishing for sports yeah. to, to like Ratings yeah. did they're not go down, really, yeah. after the Kaepernick stuff, and they won't go down. And even if they go, like, they're going to be so high anyway, you won't even know that they went down because, like, they'll be higher than they were last year because people are so 
bored for content and and like there's been so little sports now for so many months. Yeah. Nobody yeah. likes that. Imagine like if somebody said like I sorry, I can't participate in our in our like 15 year long fantasy football league because like a few players might kneel. I like you'd go to their house and give them an atomic wedgie, you know? Like it's insane. Yeah. I mean, by the way, we're worse for both sides. It's one, like, thing, it's one thing if it's related to the sport itself. Yeah. Like if you say, like, I can't, you know, it makes me uncomfortable to watch with all these hits and concussions. And Absolutely. Kind of That's fine. That's, That's fine. fine. But when it's not even related to the sport, like kneeling yeah. or the fact that players have been involved with off the field, you know, domestic violence things or whatever, it's just like that's, that's yeah. got nothing to do with the sport. And also there's, there's thousands of players in the NFL. Like by the law of yeah. average, someone will be not a good guy and someone will have a different yeah. political. And by the way, probably Democrats have a better, uh, uh, you know, um, sort of case to not watch the NFL considering like 26 of the owners are Republicans in, you know, and 28 of the 32 teams are, or 27 of the 32 teams are in majority, you know, Democratic cities. So, yeah. uh, but I think everyone should watch the NFL. It's the only, it's the only good thing we yeah. have left. No, I agree. Um, anyway, yeah, keep going with your list. All right, so, okay, so we're starting to get into shows I like, but not quite yet. Don't Fuck With Cats is next. Uh, did you watch Don't Fuck With Cats? No. Nope, nope. I don't. I don't so know. This was a very celebrated capacity. HBO documentary series. Although Tiger King obviously went. What it's Netflix? It. Say it again. It's Netflix, not HBO, right? Netflix. I meant Netflix. Sorry, yeah. uh, Netflix series. But you know the entire. It's King not HBO. The water. It's Netflix. It was, eh. It was okay. It. It was. I don't know. It, it was. It, it, again, it just. It didn't have. It. It couldn't justify as, as many episodes as it had, and that's sort of a problem with a lot of these documentaries. Why are they doing it? It's not like they're getting paid per. Ep- like maybe they are, but. Cut your episodes, buddies. I think because Netflix doesn't really get involved in the in the production. I think so they're they very say, involved. By the uh, way, I'm, I'm when's the last chance you coming back? I'm excited. You're not so into that stuff. I'm excited yeah. for that. All right, so we're, we're still skipping. Okay, uh, next on my list is SNL. You know, SNL season obviously was aborted for... I mean, probably uh, the worst season in its history. <laughs> yeah, um, but, you know, it can't be good. Okay, number 15 on my list, BoJack Horseman. Yeah. BoJack, I love BoJack, but the last season, probably the worst season in my Yeah, opinion. worst season. I would agree. Yeah, so uh, that's uh, nothing more I need to say about it at this point. Uh, Tiger King is next. Tiger King, everybody was obsessed with it. It just it seemed very fake to me. It seemed like we were sort of like taking advantage of people who are not dealing with all their faculties. I did not like how Carol Baskin was portrayed. I mean, like Carol Baskin is like a hero to like all these um, animal rights groups. But if you, if you watch the show, you have no idea. The show implies that her um, habitat is the exact same as as the man as the Tiger King, whose name I'm not forgetting. Like they. they the show really does her dirty, I think. You know, she's like Hillary and he's Trump. And, and so the show really portrays her in a very, very negative way. I mean, you basically walk away from the show thinking that she's a hypocrite, that she killed her husband, fed him to sh- tigers. Like, none of the stuff, you know, there's any evidence for. It's just, uh, so I didn't like the editing and I just thought it was very exploitative. So I did mm-hmm. not really like Tiger King so much, but it was entertaining. Number 13 is Billions. Uh, I lie. There's one season, there's one episode left of the season. I said I wouldn't rank it, but it's here anyways. Well, it's not even a real uh, season, but now I believe I read that it's. Um it's what's it called? It's an aborted season. I don't know if they're going to finish because, it Oh, because they couldn't finish because of Corona? Yeah. Well, that's what's going to happen oh. now. We're going to get some half seasons of shows. You don't like Giamatti. I like Giamatti. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't love Damien uh, Lewis. It's, it's you know, it is what it is. It's fine. It's 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 so cursory. and so, Like, they have an entire episode about um, Opportunity Zones, which is a topic I happen to know quite a lot about for my professional reasons. And then it's never mentioned again. And then they have an entire episode about this, and then it's never mentioned again. Like, it's just like, you know, for the viewer from episode to episode, and like, you know, Mike Prince comes in, this major character, and then he, uh, Corey, uh, what's that actor's name? Corey something, I forget. Um, I and then it just disappears, and it, it's, I don't know. So, uh, Billions is entertaining, but don't think too much about it, because if you do, it sort of falls apart. Number 12 is Save the Last Dance. We already discussed that. Uh, it was basically a Jordan Hagography. Number 11 is Rami. So you're not even familiar with Rami, you said. Uh, Rami, Rami Youssef? What's it, who is he? Yeah, so Rami's an actor. He's an Egyptian-American guy. Uh, he's a comedian, excuse me. So he has this show about growing up in north in northern New Jersey as a religious Muslim trying to sort of bridge the gaps between being Muslim and being modern in, in America. Mm-hmm. So as an Orthodox Jew, as a modern Orthodox Jew, there's there's a lot that sort of correlates between his life and our life. What do I follow? What do I not follow? Who do I date? What do I eat? You know, mm-hmm. how do I socialize? So there's a lot that appeals to us in that sense. The first season was was last year it was really really good um a lot of my friends recommended it the second season just premiered on hulu last week or two weeks ago and i just finished it last night the first half of this second season and here's some little spoilers way worse than season one it's way too melodramatic like the appeal of the show was its realism was its smallness and 
in the first half of this is scene, he like was just like these is movies. he a success uh he's successful comedian on the show like what's the deal no he's not even a comedian in the show oh wow i mean he has the same name but he and he has the same best friend but he's like he doesn't know what he wants to do with his life mm-hmm. he doesn't even have a job really it, well, he works in the diamond district for his uncle yeah but yeah so you know he's definitely not a comedian that's cultural appropriation but sure well, no, there's there's a whole bunch of, you know, Jewish-Muslim interactions. Though. Oh, I didn't know. Um, yeah. Um, but so the first half of this season I thought was really bad, and I had this ranked very low if I would have stopped then. But the second half of the season, episodes 5 through 10, was incredible. It is a top five show I've seen this year. Just the first half was so bad, so that's why I started having it in the middle here. Each episode in the second half of the season focuses on one character, one member of the family. And it really goes, again, it goes into that person's life in a very personal way. Because he was his real parents like Aziz did? I don't believe they're his real parents. Okay. No, I assume they're right. No, they're definitely not because his mom is uh, also from uh, Succession. Is the woman who plays the wife of like the you know the the matriarch in Succession? Got it. The the stepmom, I guess. I guess stepmom, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So it's her. She plays the the, the mom in the show. Um, but it go, the second half of this season was really good. Yeah, you should definitely watch Rami. Watch season one and uh, and season two. Um, and what channel is it on? It back, Showtime. It's on Hulu. On Hulu, okay. Hulu, yeah. You're a big Hulu uh, guy, it sounds like. uh, No, that's really all I have on Hulu on my list. Okay. All right, so so Rami, first half of the season sucked. Second half was really, really good. I liked it a lot. Um, And it really – and he's very self-critical. Now, again, he's not playing himself. It's a a fictional version, but it's kind of like him. Number 10 on my list is Unorthodox, the Netflix uh, series. Yep, I saw it. I podcasted about it. Yeah, we talked about it already. Okay. Uh, Number 9 is Curb. You know, Curb is always going to be great, but it wasn't the the greatest season. We talked about it already. Uh, Number 8 is Lance. Lance was so much better than 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 the last dance. It was like the, was it the, the last lance? The, yeah, save the last lance. The first five minutes of the first episode is just amazing. Like Lance Armstrong is such an incredible asshole, and I really like sort of the does the he very does he sit down for original interviews for the documentary or no? Oh yeah, yeah, the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And does he justify his cheating? In the first. Not ju- he tries to contextualize it, but he tries. So the, what I love about this show, Do they speak is to like Floyd to- Landis and those guys also. No, it speaks to everybody. It speaks to absolutely every person. It's it's you have to see it. It's really really good. Okay. Um, it, I would really recommend Miguel it. Miguel Indurain. Say it again. I don't know the guy who won like before him. Oh, they interview everybody. They interview all the wives and all the bikers. And it's crazy. There's um, no like the, I I think most years there's not even an American like the top sixty nowadays. Yeah, nobody cares about it since uh, since. I mean, look, he did do a lot of good. Let's be honest, in terms of you know raising money for cancer. And but even so if you won, that. I don't think anybody it would be viewed as completely legitimate now in America because yeah, they're all cheaters. I mean, yeah, part of the lesson of the of the of the documentaries, yeah, that they all cheat and that everybody always is a cheat. But it was not, this was not a documentary that I felt like was forced. I didn't yeah. feel like it had more episodes than it needed to have. Uh, it was very self aware. Like in the first five minutes, the people that it's interviewing are saying to the interviewer, which is the director. Like, you realize he's just going to manipulate you the way he does everybody, and your documentary is going to turn into a hagiography of him. Like, they say that on the documentary in the first five minutes and of the documentary. And does it or no? No, not at all. In fact, what I think it does brilliantly is I think that Lance thinks he looks better in this than he does. So, for example, he tries to show how he's such a great dad, so he goes to his son's football game, and he doesn't even know what number his son is. Ooh. So clearly he's never been to a football game before. Then he tries to show how he's such a good, like, involved husband, and he tries to cook dinner with his uh, with his wife, and he starts cutting. Doesn't know vegetables. which one his wife is. <laughs> no, and he, he cuts starts cu- and he starts cutting up vegetables, and he chops his own finger off, which uh, shows that he's like never helped her in the kitchen before. So he he was trying to lie and present himself in a false way. His wife is not still Cheryl Crow, right? It's a, like a civilian. No, yeah, he's done with Cheryl Crow. He's got someone else now. By the way. This made me hate Cheryl Crow, this documentary series, because what the you'd have to be a disgraceful person to be with Lance Armstrong. I agree. I, I feel the same way about Dr. J. <laughs> <laughs> no, but honestly... I think I've told you this before. Uh, somebody tried to set me up with a girl at Columbia once. Yeah. And she rejected me. Uh, I think I've told you this before. She rejected me, not because of anything about me, but because I had previously dated a girl who that girl's present boyfriend was a guy who this girl had such a low opinion of. And she's like... If he would date a girl who later on dated this other guy, that I could never date him. Yeah, I feel that way. I, when we were growing, like when our friends were dating, I felt that way about a couple of my friends. Like I can't believe he dated that girl. Or whatever. Like it, it's you can't really. I don't know. You like you can't really make you think. You know. You I can't, would say, given how Jen is such a fan of everybody who hates me, I think that like 
her her hatred for Akiva would turn into love if she just listened to some Seinfeld or Renat podcast. <laughs> I think we could turn Dr. Jen around to me. I, I think I think uh, more than Rob's wife. I think Rob's wife. It's a no go. But I think yeah, I think Dr. Jen, Dr. Jen realized that. Like I think if, like we we went out to eat. I don't think she hated me. You could say if she hated no, me. No, I don't no, think no she she's fine with you in person. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't. She's I think. Against, I think Nicole. She's against the concept of the podcast. Yeah, that's fine. I think Nicole, Rob's wife. I, I think there would be no way to salvage that. But but oh, like it's not. T- but why? I don't know. What does she actually know about you? I I don't know. When the only thing I I know is that when I met her in person, she said I thought you'd be much shorter. <laughs> Which I don't know what that means. <laughs> yeah, how tall did you think you were? What, did you think you were going to be like that guy in Ninety Day Fiance? Which one? I don't know the really really short one. I'm watching all the 90 Day Fiance. No. I actually stopped. I haven't watched this season 90 Day Fiance. Yeah, it's not. Is that on your list? Is that number one 90 Day Fiance? <laughs> Let's keep going. Um, all right. So number eight we said is Lance. Number seven is Fauda. Uh, have you seen the last season of Fauda? No, no. My wife and I are watching that, which means we're on episode two of season one still from five yeah, years ago. Yeah. Okay. Fauda's very good. It's it's a little repetitive. It's always the same, but it's very good. You know, keeps you on the edge of your seat. Although we did um, watch. Um, what's the one that takes place in like Colombia or Argentina or whatever? Oh yeah, um, beach, um, uh, when heroes fly. When heroes fly. Um, I don't. Do they have that episode, season in the can? Because it should come out now. If not, because my wife and I, that's uh, yeah, one of the only things we watched the whole out. season of. I don't know when season two's coming out. Mm-hmm. It hasn't come out. Usually, those things come out in Israel first before they come out on Netflix, right? Yeah, but it hasn't come out here. Yeah, so I, so they probably haven't made it yet. That means that might just be a Netflix show, though. I'm not sure. I think it was Israel. I'm not sure. I think it was on Israel first and then became. All right. Number six is Magic for Humans. I'm a big magic fan. I really mm. love magic. And magic for Susan. The show, it's very sweet. There are There is magic for Susan. Oh, so you watch it. Yeah. My, I showed my kids a bunch of episodes. They liked it. Yeah. I showed a bunch to my kids. I also. Th- it's very sweet. His messages are nice. Mm-hmm. Um, he does a very subtle job of, of really celebrating diversity, I think. Like the, the, the people in like the, the people that he does the magic for. Sure. Like David Blaine only does his magic for like like super famous people. Mm-hmm. Do you ever watch David Blaine specials? Not really. I'm sure I've David seen David Blaine it, but specials. He goes sure. into the house of Tom Cruise or Tom Brady or whoever, and uh, Tom Hanks and other Tom, and it's all Harrison Ford, and it's always like everyone else around them is a bunch of other celebrities. Apparently, celebrities just hang out with each other all the time, or it might be that celebrities hang out with each other and then have David Blaine come over as the entertainment. Oh, interesting. Could By the way, that. speaking of Harrison Ford, the president of the college that you attended and I, I went to um, lived next door. In some fancy Upper West Side, I assume, or East Side, building with Harrison Ford and did not know who he was. Who, Ari Berman? No, uh, the the very recently uh, deceased Norman oh, Lamb. Lamb. Did not know who Harrison oh. Ford was. That, that's how the story used to go. Oh, that Robert Lamb doesn't know who Harrison Ford Well, he's Robert like, Lamb he was, was like great. a scholar well, and a rabbi. Robert Lamb was so. a really great man. Like, I've been reading some obituaries and yeah, yeah, yeah. stories about him. Yeah, he was an incredible guy. So Yeah, but did not have a lot of time for movies. Was was more of an I intellectual. Yeah, didn't know who Harrison Ford was. Yeah, you gotta know who Harrison Ford is. Especially um, if he's right, literally your neighbor, but yeah, I guess yeah. not. Yeah, all right, number five on my list: uh, the plot against America. Did you watch that? I, wonder, I bet his wife knew Callista Flockhart. Is that who he's married to, Harrison Ford? I think he was. Yeah. Um, uh, no, yeah, I don't watch, watch like the America. oh, what if the Nazis won shows? Yeah. Um, so it's it's yeah. So it's based on the Philip Roth novel, obviously, uh, very timely given what's going on in the world. Um, it starts very very slow, as David Simon shows tend to do. And it heats up very, very quickly. Oh, it's as, a David uh, Simon show? Yeah, it's David Simon. It's 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 based on the Philip Roth novel, obviously, uh, but which fortunately I didn't remember. I mean, I remember the broad strokes, but I didn't remember the details because I read it, you know, 15 years ago whenever it came out. Um, and it was, yeah, it was it was The Plot Against America. I would definitely recommend it. It was very, very good. Mm-hmm. Um, number four is High Maintenance. Are you a High Maintenance guy? Yeah, I watched I watch every episode. All right, what did you think, uh, a little, without spoiling, what did you think of the last two episodes of this season? I liked, I, I, I don't think there's going to be more of it. I think we might be done. He said he's not doing it for a while, so I assume. Well, the, the way it ended, in plot, it, it acted like the way a series finale would. Yes. Well, you, you know, find out his, le- his name. We found out his name. We found out about his family more. Um, yeah. He's Jewish. Yeah. There was a lot of references to being Jewish before, but he becomes more explicitly Jewish yeah. in the final episode. That's mm-hmm. for sure. Uh, the the episode before that, by the way, was a great episode. Um, I've heard if well, you're stoned. Um, <laughs> what was that episode? It was like the the whole thing. It's like kaleidoscopy and yeah, you know he. Uh, it's also interesting because after the show started, he and his wife got divorced, and they make the show. But together. they kept doing the show together. But I yeah. imagine that probably they probably burnt out on that at a certain point. Uh, I mean, they did many seasons. I, mean, I know they but... got divorced before they went to HBO even. 
I think they got divorced. Yeah, when was, like, but at a certain point, yeah. that I don't know if that partnership is gonna. Although yeah. The Rock is still his business partner is still his ex-wife, and they're both like remarried and stuff. Oh, good for them. Uh, number three, Game of Zones, Bleacher Report. Um, me well, and Sammy, Sammy Chester, people who like Game of Zones. Yeah, I still don't know what it is and do not care. It's if you're an NBA fan, you have to watch it. I mean, like it, it, it just like it has so many inside NBA jokes. Like one advantage that that animated. Uh, series have over non-animated series and you see this in like Bojack Horseman or even see this in Simpsons and Family Guy is there's so much the canvas for jokes is so much broader because anywhere in the background you can just like like draw a little like funny things Mm -hmm. and so Game of Zones does this for basketball nerds like you're just going to see like Zach Lowe or Bill Simmons in the background and it's just going to be funny you know or Stephen A. Smith or or Mark Stein or whoever the case may be Brian Winhurst so uh, if you like the NBA, you have to watch Game of Zones, and each episode is like six minutes long, so it's like no harm. You can finish the whole series in like an hour and a half on the toilet. Um, although if you're on the toilet for an hour and a half, you should probably uh, seek, uh, consult the doctor. So Game of Zones is very funny, and again, it's life imitating art because Kyrie tries to ruin the season in Game of Zones, and I was trying to do the same thing in real life. Um, all right, duly noted. What, right. what are the top two shows? Number two, Better Call Saul. You're not a Better Call Saul guy. No, right? I watched the first few episodes and I just fell off it. I'm sure I would like yeah, it. Yeah, my best friend Josh Wiggler uh, has a podcast, of course, with Antonio Mazzaro about it, which I listened to. Oh, wow. Um, this was the best season of Better Call Saul, and the reason was, honestly, because it basically turned into uh, Breaking Bad. Oh, a lot of the characters come back? Well, it you know, it, it is a prequel to to Breaking Bad. Is it almost done, Better Call Saul? Yeah, so this, this is the second to last season. Oh, so next season it will end at, like, the beginning of Breaking Bad or something? Exactly. So as we get closer to Breaking Bad, it becomes more and more like Breaking Bad, even though, ironically, the first seasons of Breaking Bad were also very slow. So Have we seen Aaron it, Paul yet on the show? No. In terms, so in terms of pace... Have we seen Walter White? No. Okay. So, so in terms of pace, mm-hmm. the final seasons of... Better Call Saul are more like the final seasons of Breaking Bad and not so much like the first seasons of Breaking Bad. I also really hated the Michael McKean character who was a major, major character in the early seasons of Better Call Saul. Okay. I despised him. So I was glad when he was gone. Um, and then number one, be- my best show so far of 2020 is Dave. Oh, wow. Discussed. All right, Mazel Tov to Dave. It's a little dicky. I guess we have to end the yeah, uh, episode. Now, what with, shows, what are you watching that I haven't mentioned? No, I mean, I've been, I'll tell you what I'm watching. 1992 Redskins, every Super Bowl, <laughs> so many bad Super Bowls, Got like eight turnovers a half in these games. Yeah. Um, are there any Super Bowls I can recommend? <laughs> I don't know. You know that the Cowboys Steelers, the first one is real good. They uh, those teams are just so stacked. Like every player on, on both teams is like you know a Pro Bowl minimum Pro Bowl level. Level. Um, but I don't know. It's also like I'm about to get to the point where every every Super Bowl is a huge blowout, and the NFC wins a million in a row. So that's yeah. gonna be that's gonna be annoying to to like sit down and watch. Yeah, not a lot of great Super Bowls in the eighties and the early nineties. Well, the seventies only has a couple good ones, like the two Dolphins. There was, ones. I mean, honestly, until the last ten years, fifteen years, whatever, there was almost never good Super Bowls. You know, and now the, we get more good than bad. The the Colts Cowboys one is good. The steel, you know, that sixteen thirteen, the Steelers Cowboys first one is good. Um, the second Steelers Cowboys is good, but I haven't seen it yet. Uh, both honestly, both Bengals Niners are very good games, though. Yeah, both those are good games. Uh, but that's it for the yeah. '80s because the Redskins get killed by the How Raiders. How do the announcers and... talk about Ken Anderson during that first Super Bowl? Huh? How do they talk about Ken Anderson during that Super Bowl? I'll let you know when I watch it. How how was he treated at the time? Oh, I, mean, I will I will I will I will report back to you on that. the The thing is, um, I watched. I had a, a VHS of the first Niners Bengals Super Bowl. So I've seen, like, I haven't seen it in 25 years minimum, maybe 28. But I've, I've seen, like, I could tell you, you know, Keena Turner and, like, everything from that. Because, like, there was no entertainment when we were kids, and I happened to have that DVD, that VHS, that Super Bowl. So I saw it hundreds of times. Yeah. Uh, so I'm very familiar with that game, but not with the announcers. All right, what else? Um, you want me to rank all my... Uh Stand-up uh, comedy. Oh, let's quickly talk about that because I want to go to. Um, I, no, I, I want to go to the I'm, second I'm episode. Just, I'm, I'm uh, t- did you like the, the Chappelle? Did you like the Chappelle? One? Do you think he did a few just to get? Um, do, do you think Chappelle? Did, he didn't. Honestly, like he didn't say anything in that eight forty six that I haven't seen other smarter people say. And also, there was sort of a weird lack of awareness where he complains in the middle of it how like nobody needs to hear what celebrities have to say right now, and he's like, 
yeah, let's go on to CNN to see what Ja Rule has to say about police brutality. Like, yeah, that's really important. And it's like, but that's what you're doing right now. Uh, breaking and news. Uh, Garv Sauce, Mitch Garver, is doing $10 cameos on Cameo.com. 10 bucks. Oh, so for sure you should get them. Oh, yeah, for sure we're going to get what we're going to get. Yeah, that's a done deal. Um, that, yeah, okay, that's fine. Um, yeah, all right, so Chappelle, any, any other stand-ups that we should check out? Um, I think, did we talk about this at the time? My favorite stand-up that I've seen so far this year was the Rob Delaney one. Really? Yeah, on Amazon. It's called Jackie. I hate him. Yeah, I, I dislike him as a person, but I really like the show he's on, and this stand-up special was very good. Well, it's, it's uh, to get serious for a second, so he lost the child, and I believe he does not mention it in the stand-up, right? He does not mention that in the stand-up. Which is interesting. He does mention his kids. Because it's, like, biographical, but he also lost, not that he needs to talk about, like, the worst thing that ever happened to him. Well, and that's obviously a very difficult thing to talk about. Of course. So. I'm not, I'm not, I'm certainly not judging him on that, but I am saying that's, yeah. that, you know. Um, he's talking about his children, but not mentioning like um, not mentioning that. that I didn't. I no, he mentions his two sons. Um, I I thought it was really good. It's on Amazon. It's called Jackie. It's interesting. I saw a lot of people saying it really sucked. Oh, that's my favorite of the year. And then Hannah Gatsby Douglas, which was much funnier, obviously, than Nanette. Nanette wasn't funny, <laughs> so I haven't seen Douglas yet. Yeah, but I'll check um, that out. But Douglas, again, in a different way than Nanette, is different than any stand-up you've ever seen. Any stand-up special. Yeah. She, first of all, she gives like a table of contents in the beginning. She's like, this is what I'm going to do. And she goes like beat by beat through what the entire show is going to be. She's like, then I'm going to do this. Then I'm going to do this. Then you're going to be shocked that I did this, even though I'm telling you now that I'm going to do it. And then when I'm doing it, you're going to remember that I told you I was going to do it and that you were going to forget I was going to do it. It's, it's, but it actually works. It's, it's very, I think it's interesting because she shows that she can actually be very funny because you might not have realized that from, you know, Nanette, since there, it wasn't exactly, a, you know, a laugh a minute. Mm-hmm. So this one is, you know, it's it's still it's still her voice, but it, it's very very funny. So, okay, I'll check it out. Um, that that's my second favorite one. Tom Papa had a good one. Tom Papa, all right, yeah, that's Jerry Seinfeld's friend. Yeah, he's. I actually, I went to a Tom Papa recording of one of his stand-up specials once. This is when I was working at Scadens. This might have been like 2010, 2011, and I got so many emails for work in the middle that I had to get up and, and like leave in the middle. Mm-hmm. And I got up, and some rushers like, we're filming a fucking special right now. You can't get up. And I'm like, I got to get up. Like, throw me out. Uh, like, pretend I'm recording. Like, I have to leave. And so that was very embarrassing. Uh, yeah. That was uh, when I was working at a shitty job. Uh, all right. So what else are we talking about other than what Chester's watching? No, we're going we're gonna to go talk about Survivor now on the Patreon cast. It's very late, and I have to, like, uh, dental surgery in, like, six hours. Oh, this is the whole episode? Just me talking about TV shows I'm watching? It was great. It was, it was a great episode. Well, if I had you didn't even know I had this list, what was your plan going to have been? I'll talk more about like baseball and basketball restarting. I knew I you mean, could talk. I'm, I'm, I'm cannot believe Rich Carver's ten could, bucks. Yeah, I mean, we can. We should talk about basketball like in July, like right before the season's about to start. This guy's doing ten dollar cameos. Won't come on my effing podcast. <laughs> Mitch Garver. I'm a little bit worried. Like our All Star catcher should be worth more than ten bucks. I agree. I agree. Doesn't it doesn't give me that much confidence. I agree. Listen, he's not. He might not have a job this year. His, his income might look like mine this year. Zero. Yeah. How much are your cameos? I charge. Uh, I, I pay five dollars to people's cameos. All right. Let's let's wrap this up. Uh, next week we'll come back with uh, something fun. But let's go over to the uh, the Patreon feed now and talk about Survivor stuff. All right. So next week we're doing. Next week we will have a guest, and we're doing one of those topics that I mentioned at the yeah, top. Yeah, right? we'll do one of the topics you mentioned at the top. Oh, we're not saying which one yet. Okay, we don't know yet. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Bye. Grab a seat. Thanks, I'm Dave. Very nice to meet. Dave, what it do? You can call me dog. Let me just check your sheet. No problem, sir. Let me just say I'm a big fan of the shit that y'all made. I can't lie, I've been thinking about this all day. All good. There's a reason that we call Dave. Let me start with your background. Where you come from? Sure, I was undergrad down there in Richmond. Before that, are you talking about my hometown? Yeah. I was born out of Philly, grew up in a little silly old town called Cheltenham. It's in the suburbs of a middle wealth around. Some real shit. You ain't never had to struggle for much. I wouldn't say it like that. We just had a different kind of trap. Elaborate. Well, I ain't never had a tool, but I had to be the man of school. Like I was doing shit I had to do. So when I finished undergrad, I'm cool and I could get whatever job I wanted. But the job you wanted wasn't all that bumping. Yeah, and I saw quick all the flaws that be coming when you grow like that. When you've been racing them rats, you ain't been making them raps. Oh, what a hardship. How you pay to get the rap shit started? Man, my bar mitts for money, but don't diss me, buddy. I wasn't one of them youngins up on the block who had nothing to lose. I must have wanted this a lot. I had something to choose. <laughs> Look at that. I can see there's something to prove up in your ass. Yeah, I guess. That's enough of the past. What makes you wanna do rap? Oh my god, it's the best. Bitches, let me drop on their breasts. Literally, I can 
and reinvent myself I get a form to project myself It's never born every morning I wake up and try to best myself I never gotta be suppressed or stealthy To express myself It's kinda healthy Cool, now let me put you through a couple hypotheticals Sure In a club and a couple niggas threaten you Uh, I wouldn't do shit And I don't even get what they gotta do with this Shut the fuck up, raps like life If you wanna do this Then you won't get far acting like a little bitch Nah, that's my niche Don't get offended by this But that's the market y'all miss That's the target I'll hit And that's the heart of my pitch I wanna do this whole thing different the fuck you mean you want to do the whole thing different? Uh, you know, I, I think, like, you know, traditionally people have been doing the job, uh, you know, the same kind of way for a long time. But traditionally speaking, this shit works, right? No, like, I get that, but I, I just think, like, you know, you don't know if it could be working even better. And I think you should look at me as an opportunity to find that out. So what are your biggest strengths? My flow is crazy, I can switch that amazing For example, I could be like, ain't nobody fucking with a diggy When he get up on this shit and spit his cigarette Ridiculous, ripping this shit like it's never been did And the rhythm is never predictable Cause I can switch it, deliver this shit in whatever cadence you bitches prefer Alright, alright, I get it Top of that, lyrically, I'm pretty damn clever Go. Got a long bottom bitch, caught a whole never Bro. And I blow it from the junk, Daryl Rosny oh. You can say I'm pretty smart, how I know better And y'all been winning like Vistorius, it's no feat Bro, I could go on and on, I'm taking over and they mad like father-in-laws Okay, enough of the punchline That ain't showing me you different than the other guys Well, I don't know if they can run it like that but ain't no Else doing funny tight rap. What's that? Well, I could tell a story about my morning watching Boy Meets World and jerking off to the Panga Lawrence like the 14 year old of Panga. Oh, this shit like a joke to you? I don't get it. Nah, it ain't like that. I just happen to be a nutty, abundantly funny type of individual, like as a guy. So when I get up on the mic, I ain't finna just lie. Real recognize real, right? Yeah, I guess. So what you trying to do? Five years from now, tell me about the dude. Well, I don't care about the money, like it's the respect that I'm wanting. Honestly, I just want to be one of the greats where they gotta bring a boy up every debate. I don't want to lead a game the same. In a nutshell, what's your legacy? Well, I want to be. The dude that came in and made a stand-up rap With the random rap and a man like that For the people that was anti-rap Yeah, the fans of rap Started to recognize the anti-rap Is ironically one of the real brands of rap left That shit sound pretty damn complex I guess I wanna be the best I just wanna do it my way And turn a whole game sideways To show people you ain't gotta be resigned to the highway You can make a path while these motherfuckers drive straight I ain't mad at that Well, thanks, man That's my plan of attack Just let me in and I'ma rap the plaques And I ain't about to win them back to back I'm about to win them like it's back to back to back to back to back Till I stop rapping You ain't even sold a damn album yet, troll that's a lot of talk from a Wally bed, let alone young Rook, nigga. You misread me. Nah, this ain't a book, nigga. Well, that's one of my flaws. I'm too competitive, dog. Nah, you just fucking repetitive, dog. I get it, you trying to be better than all, but you aren't shitting to Jettas involved. I get that, I gotta prove myself. No shit, you ain't done shit. Think about that, dog. Only doing this a couple of years, one taping them like this. This shit is a hype for your first shit, but you don't know if it's your worst shit. Well, you don't think finding out would be worth it? It might be, it might not. But I'ma put your ass to work, kid. Wait, like. Like I have the job? Like really? Well, one more thing. Let me see if you can put a hook together. What would you do for the hook for this song? Uh, you, you want me to make a hook up right now? Do I look like the type of nigga that like repeating himself? Uh, uh, okay. Man, do the hook. Uh, I'm about to be professional. Homie, I'm professional. So, uh, maybe like a low voice type thing? Nigga, that shit is garbage, man. Well, you know, I feel like there might have been some upside to it, but I'm not good at thinking of things on the spot like that. Don't y'all normally, like, outsource for that kind of thing? Sometimes? Whatever, man. You trying to smoke a blunt? Right now? Yeah. Sure. Dope. Juanita, bring some weed in here, please. Thank you. You got it, Snoop. I'll be right there. Thanks, Juanita. Super nice woman. Nigga, why does everything you say sound so soft? Uh, I really don't want to be spoken to like that, so... Yeah, yeah whatever. Hey, I got y'all y'all weed. Damn, that's some great-looking weed. It's just so early. Can I get you guys anything else while I'm here? Coffee? Tea? Head? Bottled water? Did, did you just say head? Yeah. You ain't never got no head before? I mean, it just feels like a lot right now. Okay. But what kind of tea do you guys have? We got mint, raspberry, earl grey, English breakfast. Actually, I'll take head. I knew your little dirty ass wanted some head.